out of a wonderful revival. Amen. Brother Howard, I told the wife, I said, that was the grand finale last night. Amen. He preached outstanding. Praise God. And I tell you what, we're just looking forward to hearing uh, Brother Templeton. And that's just going to finish the revival up. Wonderful. Praise God. So come right on, Brother Templeton. Good to be here. We appreciate everybody being with us. The folks from over in West Lafayette. West Lafayette. Lafayette. West Lafayette. Yeah, we appreciate you coming, being with us. Richard, Nada, Gina, every one of you. Walters, boys, Ken folks. And we appreciate the opportunity to come down here. And it's just hard to get in down here in Brown County. You guys are just so busy and just so much activity going on. But it's always a pleasure to come and be here in Brown County. Locust Grove. And we've been preaching for about 45 years. And uh, we had about a four-week revival down here. Went to Bodge Carnahan's, had a three-week revival. Went somewhere else, had a three-week revival. And, uh, but we just mostly preach weekends and through the week. And uh, just took too much toll on the body. So we usually just preach weekends and through the week, so forth. But we're going to try to preach tonight from Mark chapter 11. And verse 22, Jesus answering said, Have faith in God. Have faith in God. You may be seated. Have faith in God. He didn't say to have faith in the Democrats and the Republicans, the government. Society, he said, have faith in God. Luke 17 and verse 5 says, they said, Lord, increase our faith. There's only two people in the Bible that had great faith, and both of them were Gentiles. Mark 7, Matthew 15, the Syrophoenician woman come to Jesus Wanted a daughter healed. Jesus called her a dog. She said, but don't the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table? Jesus said, I've not found so great a faith in all Israel. The centurion soldier come to Jesus and said, if you'll just say the word, my servant will be healed. I don't want you to come to the house. I am a man under authority. I say to this guy, come, and he comes, and I say to this one, go, and he goes. I know the power of the word. And Jesus said, I have not found so great a faith in all Israel. You know, when I first got married, 23-year-old, the wife was 20, I used to have that kind of authority. I'd tell her, go get me something to drink, she'd go get it. I'd tell her to go fix me something to eat. She'd go fix it. But now she says, get your own. I work. 
But it's kind of reversed. She says, go get me one, and I go get it. She says, go get me something, and I go get it. But Jesus, this man recognized the power of the word. And Romans 10 said, don't say that Christ is in heaven, that you bring him down, or that he is in the abyss, that you will bring him up from the dead. The word is nigh thee, that is the word of faith, which we preach. The word faith means to believe or trust without any proof whatsoever. That's what Webster says faith is. Faith is trust, confidence in something without any proof whatsoever. Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand the world was framed by the word of God so that things which were seen were not made of things which do appear. Verse 6 says, It's impossible to please him without faith. Those who come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith is trust. Walter wanted to buy a car, and I sold it to him. I signed the title over to him. He told me, he said, I'll pay you the next time I see you. I signed the title over to him, gave him the title. Next time I seen him, he paid me. Now, I wouldn't do that with anybody. I wouldn't do that with anybody, but I knew that I could trust him. And that's what faith is. Faith is trust. We trust one another. We believe in one another. We have faith in our brothers and sisters that what they say, they'll back it up. And they said, Lord, increase our faith. If there's anything that we need, it's faith. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 says, God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 2 says, Some men have no faith. Faith is like the sixth sense. You got five senses, and faith is like the sixth sense. When you were born in this world, God gave you a measure of faith. And you grow up, and the way that that faith is cultivated has to do with your environment. If you get environment of people that are atheists and don't believe in God, they destroy your faith. If you get with people that believe in God and believe in Christ and are optimistic, they increase your faith. Luke 18, Jesus spake a parable unto this end that men ought to always pray and not to pain. He said in a certain city there was a judge that didn't fear God, neither regard man, but there was a little widow woman come to him and said, I want you to avenge me of my adversary, and he would not for a while. But the unjust judge said, I don't fear God, neither do I regard man, but lest by this continued coming of this little widow woman, probably didn't weigh a hundred pounds soaking wet, I will avenge her of her adversary. 
And the Bible says, Hear what the unjust judge said. Shall not God avenge his own elect which cry both day and night? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. And verse 8 said, When the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth. June 1962, they took prayer out of school. June 1963, they took Bible reading out of school. They took away the right of 23, 23 million children to read the Bible in school in June of 1963. 1973, they passed away and rolled off to abort babies every 20 seconds. Three a minute, 180 an hour, 4,300 a day, 1.3 million a year. Since the way to roll all, there's been 50 million babies aborted. America is doomed. America is a cesspool of sin. And it is up to you and me to keep our faith in God. Faith is trust, confidence. Faith is without proof. I don't understand how that a black cow can eat green grass and get white milk and yellow butter. I don't understand how a chicken can go out. You know, chickens, they can't even chew. He picks up a few pieces of corn and a few night crawlers and gets them some crickets and and picks him up a couple of pieces of gravel, and it all goes down to the gizzard and grinds all up, and pretty white egg, brown egg comes out. I don't understand it. I don't understand electricity, but I'm not going to sit around in the dark until I do. I don't have to know all about how God does things. I just believe it. Faith, faith. The Bible says, that you have to have faith in order to be saved. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 says, By grace you are saved through faith, and not of works. But James chapter 2 verse 17 says, Faith without works is dead. James 2 and 20 says, Faith without works is dead. James 2 and 26 says, Faith without works is dead. One of the attributes of the fruit of the Spirit is faith. So, in Hebrews chapter 11, 18 times it will say, by faith, through faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called, he went out. By faith, Abraham obeyed. Faith requires obedience. Luke 8 and verse 13 says, For a while they believe, but in times of temptation, they fall away. The Bible said the devil believed and trembled. Cornelius was a good man. He was a just man, gave alms, but he didn't know Christ. He was a lost man. And Peter said, When I preached to Cornelius that God said, I will tell thee words, whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. 
And God granted repentance to the Gentiles. People got the idea to go to church. It don't make no difference what you believe. I seen a bumper sticker the other day and said, everybody's got to believe in something. I believe I'll have another beer. You have to believe that Jesus died and rose from the dead for your sins. First Corinthians 15 said, if we don't believe that Jesus rose the third day according to the scriptures, he said we're in our sins. He said we're all false witnesses. He said our faith is vain. We'd be like the Moose Lodge or the Elks or the American Legion. If Jesus hadn't arose from the dead, but faith in Jesus Christ raised from the dead is what saves you. The Bible said in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, If I shall confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the mouth's confession is made unto salvation. And with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And verse 13 says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father comes to my house and he wants to get saved. He gets saved. He gets up and he says, I'm saved. He says, I need you to go out to the truck with me. He goes out to the truck and he gets an eight pack of beer out and he pours it out. But that's not what saved him. What saved him was his faith. When Zach just said, Lord, if I've wronged any man, I restored him fourfold, but that's not what saved him. What saved him was his faith in Jesus. But faith requires obedience. Somebody said faith is like going to a doctor and they write you out a prescription you can't read, and you take it to a pharmacist you don't know, and it gives you medicine you can't pronounce. Faith is trust. Faith is believing. Faith was only mentioned two times in the Old Testament. And believe it is mentioned about 30 times in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament, faith is, believe it is mentioned something like 500 times. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4 said that just shall live by faith. Romans chapter 1 and verse 17 said that just shall live by faith. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 11 said that just shall live by faith. Hebrews 10 verse 38 said that just shall live by faith. I don't have to get up every morning and say, oh, I hope I got enough faith today because I got faith. You've got that faith that Jesus died for your sins on the cross of Calvary and he rose from the dead. You've got that faith that he shed his blood and he's into the heavens on the right hand of the Father. And someday he's coming back again. That is our faith. Thank God for faith. You see, the Bible said Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. But Abraham believed God when he was in the land of Babylon. In the Ur of Chaldees. In the heathen land. Joshua 24 says that Abraham's father was an idolater, but God called Abraham and said, I want you to come out of the land of Babylon. He believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Now, he was saved in the land of Babylon, but God said, I want you to 
come out. And he says, I'll bless you. And so a lot of people, they want to be blessed, but they don't want to come out. The Bible says come out from the world and be separate. Let me tell you something. Our faith is what it's all about. Cornelius was a good man. He was a just man. Gave alms, but he was lost. And I tell folks, you know, Jesus says, uh, some of these fellas, I'm not going to call her name, but they're TV pushers. They don't mention Jesus. They're afraid to. They mention God. That way you don't offend people. They're afraid to mention sin. They're afraid to mention the blood. They're afraid of crosses. They're afraid, you know, they're just, uh, they're just afraid. I was down in Cincinnati one time looking for some bicycle parts, and I went in. They was a fellow in a place had a robe on and a big turban. And uh, I asked him, I said, what are you? And he said, I'm an Islamic. I said, I'm a holy roller. Oh, holy roller. I said, yeah. I said, I believe in Jesus. He said, well, I believe in Jesus too. I said, you believe in Mohammed, don't you? He said, yeah. I said, you believe Mohammed was a prophet, don't you? He said, yeah. I said, you believe Jesus was a prophet? He said, yeah. I said, do you believe Jesus rose from the dead? He said, no. I said, do you believe Mohammed rose from the dead? He said, no. I said, that's the difference in us. My Savior rose from the dead. He said, we're brothers. I said, hold it. We ain't brothers if you don't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. That is our faith. That is the gospel. You see, there's two doors back there. There's one door there. Jesus says, I am the door. Not doors. And if any man will enter in by that door, he shall be saved. It makes a lot of difference what you believe. You know what I mean? And faith is something that can be seen. The Bible said Jesus saw their faith. So I realize we're living in a time of, of people being real technical. And, and uh, I can remember down in law, there was uh, about six or seven people they were called the black sock religion. And they all wore black socks. They didn't go to church. And, but they were good people as far as I know, but they didn't go to church. But they all wore black socks. And nobody knew why they wore black socks. Somebody back down the road said, don't wear no red socks. Well, I got colored socks on. But anyway... They're gone. But I'm not radical. But you have to be able to realize you've got to get rid of the works of the flesh. And Galatians 5 and 17 said those 17 works of the flesh is adultery, fornication, uncleanness, deceivishness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, violence, emulations, wrath, Shrouds, 
seditions, heresies, envies, murders, revelings, drunkenness, such like. I tell you before and I tell you again that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of heaven. When you get saved, there has to be a change in your life. That's what the word repentance means. It means to take a 180 degree, turn around and go the opposite way. That's what it means. And your faith requires obedience. The Bible said in Hebrews chapter 11, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's the title deed. We claim the promises of God by faith. The Bible says it's impossible to please him without faith in verse 6. Those that come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Verse 4 says, By faith Abel offered up God a more excellent sacrifice and came by which he obtained witness that he was righteous and God testifying of his gift that by it he being dead yet speaketh. Close to 6,000 years ago, by faith, Abel's blood cried from the ground, and it still cries. Verse 5 says, And by faith, Enoch was translated that it should not see death and was not found. Because God translated, because before his translation, he had a testimony that he pleased God. Every day, Enoch take him a walk, and one day he just took a walk, and God took him on out of here. 365-year-old. The Bible said in verse 7, Hebrews 11, By faith, nor being warned of God, of things not yet seen, as move the fear, prepared an ark of the saving of the house, by which he condemned the world to become heir of righteousness, which is by faith. Noah was building a boat, 200 miles from a river. He's building a boat 450 feet long and 75 feet wide and 45 feet high. He's telling people there's a flood coming. He said, man, this guy, he's losing it. But he kept on building. I don't know how long it took him to build it. He had his three boys to help him, his wife and Daughter-in-law probably pitched in, but he was 200 miles from the closest river, and he kept on the building. A big boat, 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high, and kept on the hammering away. He moved. Faith is a mover. Verse 8 says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go into the land of promise, he obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned into the land of promise, as into a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. The only thing Abraham ever owned in the land of, the land of Canaan was the cave of Machpelah. He bought it. But God said, Abraham, I'm going to give you this land. Yeah. One time, 
God told Abraham, said, Abraham, I want you to lift your eyes up and says, I want you to look in all the land that you can walk off, said, I'll give it to you. So Abraham tells Sarah, I'll be back in a few days. He's gone for about 48 days at 20 miles a day. And he walks off a perimeter of 968 miles about the size of Illinois. And the only time they have ever owned that land close to it was in the days of David and Solomon. Today the land they own is about the size of New Jersey. But God told Abraham, I'll give you the land all the way from the Nile River down to the Egypt River. They've never had it. But they started May the 14th, 1948. They're back in the land. And that land belongs to them. And they're going to get it. Abraham's gone 48 days. Said, I'll be back. And he walks off a perimeter of 968 miles. Somebody said the grandma took up walking. They ain't seen no sense. That's about the way Abraham was. He took off a walking, brother, and he was gone. 48 days. Faith! Through faith, Sarah herself also conceived. While she was yet dead, 65 years of age, God said, you'll bring forth a multitude at the sand of the sea and the stars in the sky. And by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, he received the promise, offered up his only begotten son, of whom it is said, In Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him from the dead. When he went into the Mount Moriah, you know what he told him? We're going three days' journey into the mountains, and we are going to come again. I know we're going to come again because God said that the seed was going to come through Isaac. He's the only one of God, and if I kill him, he's going to raise from the dead by faith. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob blessed both the sons of Joseph, worship leading upon his staff. And by faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of Israel and gave commandments concerning his bones. 430 years later, when those three million Jews come up out of the land of Egypt, Moses went out and dug up Joseph's bones and put him in a bag, 263 bones, and put him on his back and walked out of the land of Egypt, took him into the Canaan land. You know why? Because Joseph, by faith, said, that's what you're going to do. I'm here to tell you, folks, if you want to get somewhere with God, have faith. Woo! God help us. When I was 52 years of age, I lost my job at Pritchard. I worked there 30 years. Four weeks paid vacation. Gone. No insurance. Amen. Couldn't get a job nowhere. Too old. Wore out. And the boy said to the mommy, Are you worried about daddy? She said, No. Daddy's always took care of us. We'll be all right. I got up every morning at 5 o'clock and went to McDonald's and got me a cup of coffee and sat down and decided what I was going to do. If I was going to mow grass or sell junk or work on bicycles, I made the same amount of money because I had faith that God would take care of me. Can somebody say it? Woo! 
Bible said if you don't work, you can't eat. You say, brother, let me tell you something. By faith, we can make it. I believe God's going to take care of his people. Oh, yeah. And the Bible says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was the proper child. They were not afraid of the king's commandments. And by faith, when Moses was come to use, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter of Jews and rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, extending the reproaches of Christ's greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect and the recompense of a reward. By faith, they kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. And by faith, they passed through the Red Sea, which the Egyptians sand to do. They were drowned when they were behind that door. And that blood was put over that door. They could have said, oh, I don't know. You reckon we're going to be all right? They was all right because they was behind the blood. That's the main thing people's got to do. You've got to get the blood applied and stay behind the blood. Can somebody say amen? By faith. The walls of Jericho fell after they was compassed seven days. And by faith, the Rahab the heart of pierced not through them that believed not, because she received the spies with peace. Rahab was a harlot, a prostitute. And she supported her whole household with prostitution. Rahab, Brother Glenn Stevens called me today and said, Brother Templeton, Said, I'm understanding that Rahab is a great grandmother of David. I said, I don't know about that, Brother Glenn. He said, Well, that's what I'm understanding. I said, Well, I know she's mentioned in the genealogies. You know, Bathsheba, she's mentioned in the genealogy. She was a adulteress and Ruth's a Moabite and, and Tamar's a prostitute and Rahab, she's a prostitute. And he said, Well, I'm reading that that Rahab is the great-grandmother of David. I said, well, let me get the Bible dictionary out. I got the Bible dictionary out. And says that Rahab is the great-grandmother of David. I've been preaching for 45 years, and I didn't know that. That's a new one on me. Boy, I tell you what, you learn something every day to keep your ears open, don't you? But, oh... And said, what more shall I say? For time would tell, fail me to tell of Barak and Jephthah and, and David and Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of, of lions, quenched the violence of fog, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, likes battled in flight, turned to flight the armies of Aelin, women received the dead, raised to life again, Others were tortured, not accepting the deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. They were tempted. They were slain with a sword. History says that Manasseh put Isaiah in a hollow log and sawed him into. They were stoned. They were tempted. They were slain. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world wasn't worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And God has provided some better things for us that they without us should not be made perfect. 
In Hebrews chapter 11, you read the first bunch of people. They're wealthy. Abraham got so many cows, ain't even no room for them. Told Lot, said, you take it the way you want to go. They were blessed. Joseph was blessed in the land of Egypt. But you read of another bunch that wandered in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world wasn't worthy. Homeless people, people that didn't have 30 cents in their pocket. But you know what? They had faith. The prosperity doctrine is a false doctrine. I have prospered. You have prospered. You have been blessed. But because somebody don't prosper, don't mean they don't have faith in God. If people got five or six kids driving an old beat-up car with duct tape windows, amen, working in McDonald's, and they say they're saved, I believe them. The Bible says they wouldn't accept deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. They were stoned, tempted, slammed with a sword, wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world wasn't worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, dens and caves of the earth. You'll find two different groups of people. I hear them preaching, well, if you'll send me a hundred dollars, God will give you a thousand. I tell them, just send me the hundred. Forget the thousand. Amen. I'm here to tell you, folks, let's have faith. Let's have faith. Let's everybody stand. We're going to pray. Now faith is the substance of things hopeful. It's the title deed. The title deed. And faith is the only way that you can be saved. The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith. We stand by faith. We're justified by faith. We're kept by faith. Faith, that trust in God's Word. That's what it's all about, is believing that Jesus will do what he said he'd do. Mark 11 and 24, Matthew 21 and verse 22 says, Whatsoever things you desire, whatsoever things you believe, believing you shall receive them, you shall have them. I'm here to tell you tonight, even if you don't get saved, have faith in Jesus Christ. That's right. You know, I came down here a few years ago to homecoming. I was driving a 96 Ranger truck, and the alternator locked on me up here at Burger King. They was in the homecoming. Alternator locked up. Fan Bell wouldn't turn. I told my wife, I said, we're going to have to hitchhike. She said, well, I don't know how to hitchhike. I said, well, might as well get used to it. So we got out there. Second vehicle picked us up, and it was a truck. Well, the wife, she got in the middle, and I rode in the back. It wasn't enough room. But they brought us down here and let us out. I tried to give them $10. 
She said, we don't want your money. I said, no, I want to give you $10. She said, we don't want your money. I said, what do you want? She said, we want you to pray for us. We want you to pray for us. I reached my hand and earn, begin to pray. God bless these people. When I got done, they said to me, that's the most best thing you could do for us. We need to pray for people, folks. Faith. Faith. Jesus says, have faith in God. We'll trouble on every side, yet not distress. We're perplexable not to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Jesus is still on our side. When I come down to the end of the road, I want to have faith in God. If I die tomorrow with cancer, I'm going to hold my faith in God. Give us a good song. We're going to pray. Come on, Jay.